Welcome to the SG Engage podcast, where it's all social good all the time. Sit back and relax as the brightest minds from across the social good community engage with trends, big ideas, and best practices to help you drive impact. Today's episode features an excerpt of the Skills Up webinar series focused on success in the hiring process led by Deb Taft, CEO of Lindauer Global. Click on the links in the show notes to access more resources to help you establish best practices within your organization. Enjoy the episode. For everyone listening today, yes, you see the bio. The thing I want you to take away is that I'm a longtime advancement and, and nonprofit leader um, across the sector, really all, all types of nonprofits. So I've sat in your seats uh, at various moments in my career and understand many of the perspectives and experiences you're living through right now. So this role as CEO of Lindauer now gives me a broader purview of organizations, structures, recruitment, retention, and other talent dynamics. I am typically a really interactive presenter, taking questions live as we go. But in this format today, I think probably I'll start with trying to get some real content through to you, and then we'll open to Q&A. But obviously, if there's clarifying questions, let me know as we go along. This session is not about search firm recruiting. I want to be clear about that. Um, This is about helping you think about and navigate your own uh, hiring and sharing and, and lessons learned. So let's talk a little bit about this 2022 talent context. You each have your own context, your own organizations, leadership, personal community dynamics. Um, I'll share some big themes that we're seeing to help you know you're not alone. And once we have some context, uh, get into some specifics. Talent is always a high priority for leaders and managers, but in 2022, it is more complex than ever. If we think about our own friends and families and colleagues, um, we have a good sense of that. We are seeing, you know, 2020 and 2021 brought us tremendous impacts, COVID-19, economic and geopolitical shifts, and racial reckonings. I've heard this called a once-in-a-generation level of transformation on the workforce front. Uh, the challenging news is that we're part of it, and the great news is that we are a part of this moment in history um, and and transforming it. We, we will transform it together. So, uh, you know, I'm excited about that for all of us, but there are some things to, to talk about. So the great resignation is real. Um, I know many of you are reading about it. It is projected that two in five professionals uh, were projected to leave or already have left. I mean, this is really a a very real dynamic, uh, more at the leadership management and mid-career levels uh, than in others, but but across the board. This was a term coined by a fellow named Anthony Klotz out of Texas A&M, and He predicted that more people who'd hung on to their jobs during the pandemic were then readying themselves to quit or to quit or to move or or had already quit. So uh, this is not just a pandemic impact, by the way, but it was hastened by it. A lot of folks just saying uh, over and out. I think one of the dynamics to think about is that there is uh, very little loyalty. There used to be a lot of sort of uh, focus on loyalty to the employers, and I think employees feel like we have not been loyal to them necessarily. So they don't feel the obligation, the social obligation to stick with organizations is sort of a thing of the past. Employees don't job hop and uproot their lives uh, for a negligible salary bump either. Um, we'll talk about compensation in a minute. So they have, they do have an eye out, and we can see this for organizations that genuinely care about their well-being and recognize the, impl- uh, the implications of effective commitment. So uh, lots, lots going on in those dynamics. The other thing that I think is a really interesting piece of data right now, and we'll have to talk more about it another day, but freelancers and gig workers are projected to make up 50% 
of the workforce uh, by 2027. That is coming quickly. So there's a high premium placed on, uh, placed on relationships and longevity in our work, uh, although we already had high turnover. But how will we collectively redesign work for gig workers and 1099s versus full-time employees? And how will we think about the work that needs to be done? So we, many of you list, listening today will really be part of, of creating this, this change. So I wanted to bring your attention to actually a lot of chatter this week about jobs or clear plans forward. And I, I think the general idea will stay on this slide. I'm not going to switch it again, uh, that employers didn't know why their employees were leaving. But in fact, employees themselves didn't know why they were leaving. So those in the military or with military family members were seeing a lot of familiar signs in this dynamic. They saw elements of when soldiers returned from the battle arenas or turns of duty. So I think what I want you all to take in is this PTSD of 2020 and 2021 is, is not equivalent to military tours of duty and battlefields. I don't want you to take that and neither did the author. Um, but there is employee PTSD from 2020 and 2021. So why do I mention that? It's important context for the people you're hiring. Yes, but also for your colleagues and employees and for you as hiring managers and individuals. So we're going to talk about methods and science of hiring today, but it, we also need to inhale this, this human context. So I'll start with the good news, uh, which is that nearly 60% of nonprofit jobs eliminated in, in 2020 due to the, both the pandemic and, and economic crises were restored as of summer of 2021, and, and hiring continues strongly. But we're seeing that across the board. So are our fellow uh, search firms, even as the pandemic continues to morph forward in 2022. So hiring is on steroids. And if you are struggling to retain and hire, you are not alone. I want you to, to hear that and inhale it. Uh, this, is, this is tough going, complicated context right now. But many of these factors on the screen, they've been important for years, right, are more important than ever. Reevaluation of life and work, work-life balance, uh, really what matters. Um, you know, I, I can feel and see every single one of these concepts in, as we're doing hiring, and I, and I hear it from, from, from you in, in nonprofits around the country, around the world, really. One leader said to me recently, we ought to add mental health. I think that's true. I'm actually glad there's the conversation that there is about it, kind of relates to the prior slide. So happy to dig into specifics more uh, later, if helpful. But the bottom line is that employees have an appetite for change, and many professionals feel confident about jumping ship for better prospects. But we all know this uh, context, uh, this the, the implications of high turnover. So we can't talk about hiring in 2022 without talking about the great remote hybrid in-person recalibration. So great resignation. And I think there's this great recalibration of work. Uh, many organizations and leaders want employees on site, that there's a centrifugal pull back to the office by leaders. Top talent wants remote. And that's, it's a really important sort of tension and dynamic to understand right now. The chief ec economist at LinkedIn, Kim Kimbrough, uh, recently was talking about Americans are now two and a half times more likely to apply to a job that's remote versus a job that's not remote. So pre-pandemic, one in every 67 jobs was remote, and now it's one in seven. So you'll see a difference in your hiring, uh, lower volume of candidates applying for on-site roles. Top talent uh, will want to be negotiating with you, negotiating hard often uh, for remote and hybrid. There's some magic on the hybrid front about announcing two to three days in the office. That seems to be a tipping point. 
of employees staying or going. In other words, if, if there's less than two or three days, you see a, more of an exodus. Um, and if there's some option to work from home still, uh, but people are still working this out. I'll try to um, send Christine a link to send all of you to an article that also just came out about um, from Great Britain, but I think it's relevant about this impact of hybrid. We all thought it was going to be the, the solution, but in fact, this two and three days in the office thing is quite difficult for people. So it plays out differently for a lot of different people. There are many uh, different factors. You know, it may matter if an organization is more mature, if a team is more mature, it's easier to go remote than if you're a brand new leader or the organization is in growth mode. Um, we have to think about comp designs state compliance. There's all sorts of implications of it. Meeting design, right? Are we going to bring people in one day a week for meeting days or are we going to bring them in once a month or once a quarter? And people are really thinking through this. There's certain types of work that are done best remotely um, and there's certain types of uh, work that are done best in person. So the the, the hiring is also different and I, I want to acknowledge that both uh, slower and faster. And what do I mean by that? It's taking longer to hire more interviews, more touch points with candidates, more time with your with your hiring committees if you have them. Yet it's also suddenly can speed up because your top candidates suddenly have three offers or they are melting. That's sort of a term. They're kind of disappearing for all sorts of reasons, by the way, not just other other jobs, but illness, um, family member dynamics. Um, there's really a lot in motion, as we said in the beginning. We know something about interviews and we love in nonprofits to have interview after interview after interview and have them meet everybody. That's part of our community culture. In fact, we know we have data that four interviews and meeting four people are enough to make a good decision with sort of 86% confidence. That's what the research says, but a diminishing return on interviewer feedback after that. So just you want to think about that. You want to think about the pace, communication and pace. 62% of professionals say that they lose interest in a job if they don't hear back from an employer within two weeks or 10 business days. Most of us don't meet that. In fact, uh, the number jumps to 77% if there's no status update within three weeks. So just want to be in very high, high communication. But there is inequity about people who can come on campus um, for visits. So you have immunocompromised, you have primary caregivers. Still, this is playing out. How do you want to think about that if you have one or two or three candidates with some different dynamics? Um, so remote raises a lot of questions about taxes and employment law. Your HR people are probably struggling with this. So, you know, employee leave laws are very state by state. Uh, whether staff members should be paid the market rate of their campus where they live um, or where they are, where the where they where they live or where your your organization is. So this Amy's asking me a question. I believe it's Amy Gibson. How do you make the compensation fair for both remote and office staff and some some staff having no option to work from home. So should they get paid mileage? These are really, really, let's try to get to them a little bit later, but these are exactly the things that you need to try to figure out. And we have been such fairness cultures and I believe in equity, we're gonna talk about equity, but sometimes actually I think your employees can understand and navigate some of the differences. Uh, I think probably more that more important that you're consistent with what your organization is doing but I just need people to understand that employees will choose you, talent will choose you or not, depending on what's possible. I, I think they are, um, we're seeing not a difference. I, I, and I think this is important. We're seeing that most organizations don't actually want to, most employees don't want to adjust uh, to 
where the organization, so let's say that Florida has a lower cost of living or there are states with lower cost of living and you're living in a higher um, a higher rent district, a higher uh, mortgage district, you want to be paid at the level you want to. And most people also don't want to take pay cuts. So I think these are, uh, most people are having to navigate fair pay across whatever the band is, and you will attract or lose per, per certain talent, uh, depending on what you set. Ultimately, you have to set it for the organization that feels right. We're guiding clients to really accept hybrid as a continuing norm. And I say that because um, top leaders in through the pandemic were actually not talking about when things return to normal. Um, the old normal, the 2019, 2018, the ways that we worked, I think we all know those have profoundly changed. But it's not just about this pandemic uh, or pandemics. Um, we'll, we will have others. We're clear. The public health officials tell us that. And there are many regional differences in how pandemics are addressed in, in states, in the United States and in other countries as well. So, But you've also experienced, many of you have experienced the other disruptions on this screen. So, you know, fires that sometimes are, are really shutting your campuses for long periods of time, storms or floods, the same thing. Um, we have geopolitical dynamics happening right now. So uh, what, what we're suggesting is that you really expect disruption and integrate hybrid approaches as normal. So always be in virtual hiring and training and management mode. This global talent shortage, are the profession of advancement grew and nonprofits grew very fast. So there's been a talent uh, shortage for decades. It's now been exacerbated um, and top talent's always in demand. So if you can, if you can hire before, you absolutely need to. And I understand there are dynamics on your campuses or, and on your organizations and in your hospitals and in your nonprofits to navigate on that to get approval, but top talent does does go um, no matter what's happening in the market uh, in terms of these other other factors, and that we have to learn to uh, to hire and and hybrid uh, hire and, and onboard in a in a hybrid manner.